0: Dave, you know, there's always a little bit of a delay there, but hi, everyone. My name is Jim Gast, and we're joined with Dave Myers today. Dave, what's going on, brother? Not much.
1: Just living the dream, as always, my friend. Vin,
0: Vinny's not with us. He uh, he had to dive out at the last minute. That's okay. We're good to go, um, even without him. And so, Vinny, we'll miss you. We'll see you next week, okay? I think he's up next week, isn't he? I believe so. I think we're doing Microsoft Teams with him next week. Is mm-hmm. that right? Teams new functionality? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Well, anyway, hey, I'm Jim Gass, and welcome to No Law Firm Left Behind. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about document automation made easy. No Law Firm Left Behind has been put together to help your law firms be more competitive, uh, to help your staff and attorneys stay more productive, and to help you get clients calling, right? And so uh, in an effort to accomplish that, Dave's going to talk about document automation, uh, today. But before I get to that, a couple of things. Dave, above your little head right there
1: is a little QR code. You want to tell them about the QR code? So the QR code will easily allow you from your mobile device, you should be able to just take a picture of it, and it'll pull up a list of all the ways that you can follow us. So if you want to follow us, if you're a Spotify user, great. If you're an a Apple iTunes user, great. If you're, I think, uh, if I, I can't remember if we're on Pandora or not, but I mean we're, yeah, we we're are in Pandora. a lot of different places. We're on Pandora. And so basically, with that one link, you can find whatever your preferred listening and following means are.
0: Yeah, you can also get all of our videos on YouTube and join the No Law Firm Left Behind on LinkedIn. And uh, so, if you have problems finding that, there it is, Dave. You still got. I got to get you to sing that number at the. Not you got to sing it for me, Dave. Not happening. Not happening not. <laughs> Dave says it sounds like that, Jenny, you got my number number at the end. So LinkedIn.com slash groups slash that number at the end uh, to join a no law from left behind group on LinkedIn. We post out our uh, show, uh, a show schedule there and um, always put like great, great tips and stuff like that for people Ooh. that uh, you don't typically see all the time. No, uh, there's nobody selling anything. It's all just educational information for law firm professionals. So. With that, Dave, will you just go ahead and dig right in and tell us all about document automation and (laughs) then why? All about it. All
1: about it. All about it, Dave. This is, you know, the point of No Law Firm Left Behind, as you said, is threefold. And today, with talking about document automation, as always, it kind of deals with more than one, but it really hits right at the heart of productivity. Mm -hmm. And really, it hits at the idea of productivity two different ways. One... We're talking about being able to do more faster okay but we're also able to do more better and that's because document automation cuts down on errors it creates standardization it means that everything going out the door is you know uh, much less likely to contain errors uh, or variance between one document and the next that could come back and bite you in the butt somewhere down the line it keeps everything standardized across your document creation process so real brief you know kind of overview of the document automation landscape doc you know i've been doing document automation, and jim you've, you've done it too you know uh, we've been yeah. doing document we've been doing document automation since back in the day before, 25 years of this stuff man before bought hot Docs, and then subsequently spun it off okay mm-hmm. i mean we've been doing document automation across so many different platforms and there's still no shortage of options available to people. Mm-hmm. So most of your case management practice management programs will have some level of document automation built into it, whether it be an on-premise solution like a like a Time Matters or an Amicus attorney, or whether it be a cloud-based practice management solution such as a Cosmolex or a Clio or something like that. They, they all have some level of forms where you pulls information out of the database and populates it into your documents, you know, so that you don't have to type them from scratch. So almost any firm that's got some form of practice management has some form of document automation. Um, Heck, even Word itself has all the building blocks that you could use to develop your templates without buying anything. Definitely not what we recommend to people because it takes a significant amount of skill in order to use this effectively and efficiently. Then we have dedicated document automation platforms. Now, you you already heard me mention Hot Docs. Um, There's other ones in the field. You've got Pythagoras. There's one, Jim, I'm blanking on the name for the life of me, Ghost. um. Oh,
0: it's not Active Docs, is it? I don't
1: know. No, I mean, there's so many of them out there. But today we're focusing on the one that I've sort of gravitated to over the last five years or so. Mention that you're an attorney doing legal documents yourself. Right. So I, you know, I've been using this for years in my law practice to automate um, my data privacy and technology policies. Okay. So we have, you know, I, I had to make this decision. What was important to me? Well, like any attorney, one thing is obviously the cost. You know, I wanted something that was reasonably affordable, but had a solid feature set. And for me, I didn't want to clutter up my computer with a whole bunch of additional programs. So the reason I settled on the form tool, and I'm gonna go into sort of what the different, you know, levels of all the stuff they have is, because I've used most of them at this point as I've matured into their product. Um, Two things, one, it was very reasonably priced and remains very reasonably priced. And two, it integrates directly within Microsoft Word. Okay, so you don't have any third-party program. It just runs as an add-in to Word and does everything within the single program. So, and I'm going to show you sort of how all that plays out here. I generally don't do live demos because when I do live demos, I inevitably have some sort of technical glitch, which causes a delay. And I want to make sure that we keep everything tight today. And I want to value everyone's time. So I want to get right into showing what the form tool can do so let me go ahead and I'm going to share my screen
0: I'm going to pop up the uh, link for the form tool for everyone Dave just so they can see it probably not a bad idea (laughs) and
1: we're actually going to start off let me know when you can see I've got you you ready we should be should be full screen at this point correct Uh, and you are the website you can see the (laughs) website good so the form tool, which is the link that Jim just put out there for everyone, they have, you know, there's a do- they do document automation, document assembly, whatever you want to call it. They have a whole line of products. And the cool thing about the form tool is they actually have a free version that does um, uh, a subset of the full product. And it's at least the last time I checked, it was just 100% free. Anyone can go out, download this, play with it, find out if it's something that's going to work for you. Then they've got all these different tiers. All right, they've got Form Tool Pro, which basically gives you the rest of the full feature set of the Form Tool. Then you've got Doxera, which is you know, while the Form Tool will do a document at a time, Doxera allows you to start doing what. Are, and I'm, I'm going to show you this as we get into this. It's, it allows you to start doing uh, m- multiple passages, uh, passage libraries, form sets where you can do multiple documents at one time in one interview process. Then they've got docsera DB. Which basically, this is what I'm using right now. Where you can actually take your forms and connect them to an underlying Excel database, um, practice management database, or SQL database. So the way I'm using it right now is I use DoxraDB DB, and I have my clients that I have my own customized Azure cloud database, and Docuera DB connects to it and pulls all my client information in to create all the documents from that one database. So. Then they have their whole Aurora product line, which is their web-based version of this, where you can actually take um, your interview process, put it on a web page, a secure web page, fully encrypted. The clients would go out, fill in their data themselves, and you would automate your documents just off what the client actually put in themselves. So they have a full spectrum of um, products available.
0: Let me me interject on that one. Great, great, great thoughts there. Client intake forms, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe even uh, maybe inventories for
1: various various areas of law, maybe estate planning, so on and so forth. If you've got a estate planning, uh, you give people a link to just go out and fill in their information on their own. And yeah. then you can generate the documents off of it and follow up with any questions. Now, is that something that, now two things, Dave, they could do that
0: at home, obviously, right? Especially with COVID.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: That's something we could do. But also, if you are seeing clients in your office, put it on an iPad.
1: Correct. Yep. And that, that's a that's a way a lot of people are using it. Is you know, once it's web-based, it means it's accessible from any device. It doesn't have to be a dot, it doesn't have to be a computer. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of options to give people uh, access to Instead of wasting, I shouldn't say wasting, but instead of using the less productive way of talking to them and getting the information and typing it in yourself, they can just go ahead and put it in themselves at their convenience, which is sometimes really preferred. Okay. Never waste your time talking to a client, but there are probably better uses of the time occasionally. Oftentimes, oftentimes, I mean, I know a lot of clients that I talk to would rather enter their information themselves rather than sit in an interview with me and and I not mean, ready all the time when you talk to them, you know? Exactly. exactly. They do leisure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what does it look like when you have it? So like I said, I use Doxera DB. So you're gonna see the Doxera DB tab in Word, okay? In my Word, uh, it just depends on what version you have. It might say Doxera, it might say the form tool, it might say, there's all kinds of different things that it might say, but it's all the same concept. It's all the same product. What I said, one of the reasons why I chose this tool is because it does integrate right into Microsoft Word. So once you install the program, boom, you have this tab, And as soon as you have this tab, you also have all these features that come along with it. So all of this is, and I'm not, there is so much here. There's no way we're going to get through it all. I'm just hitting on the most uh, core fundamental level stuff so that you can start thinking about how you can use this yourself. Um, What we're going to talk about today is we're going to go over sort of the concept of just everything from a simple field to a simple form to passage management to form sets. Okay. So let's go ahead and let's get started. Dave, will you define each one of those? I will as I go, actually. Okay, great. So the way we start with any document automation process, document assembly process, and this is pretty much across the board, whether they say it or not, is you have the idea of the questionnaire. The questionnaire might be built off of a database, or it might be custom built to be just a standalone questionnaire. In the form tool or docs, and by the way, I will go back and forth between calling it all these things. I've used all these things and called it this for years, so... They all mean the same thing from what I'm showing people today. The first step in doing any document automation is saying, I need to get the data from the customer so that I can plug it into my documents. That's what we call the questionnaire. So very simply, once you insert a questionnaire, you're going to notice that we've got this Docs or DB field that goes in on its own page in my Word document. Great. We, on each line, it and it just, you can go through and just tab through and create whatever variables you want, add whatever questions you want, and it automatically puts in that answer field, which you see with the square brackets and two question marks. So just to keep it as simple as possible, I've got a document right here that says, your name is, and then I've inserted a questionnaire called field one, and the question is, what is your name? We then are able to take and insert that field into our document, right here. Mm -hmm. Once we've done that, we can go back, fill in that name, and when we assemble our document, it'll automatically plug it in.
0: Now, Dave, this is a table that you've built in the same document.
1: I didn't correct, so what happens is there is, You generally will use the form tool to create a template. And I don't want to get too down into the weeds on this. That template is what you'll use each time. You'll pull up the same template. Then you will hit this petrify button and it's hard to kind of see it. But if you look right, I don't know if you can see my mouse or not. There's this petrify button. And what the petrify button does is once you're done and you're like, you know what? All my information looks good. AKA you've gone through and you've filled out your information. You've assembled your document and you've gone, no, that doesn't look quite right. You know, or, Oh, I mistyped somebody's name. I'm going to go in and I'm going to correct it in this table over here. And it updates it. Once you're all done, you hit this petrify button and it yanks out all of the docsera form tool stuff, all the variables and everything and makes it just a standard word document at that point that you can edit. However you like does it keep this document
0: though with this table also does it create a new document it you can petrify and do a save as okay because i wanted to because if this is a template that i just want to fill out the fields i want to go and edit the document i Gen- want it so i can reuse it over and over again
1: potentially so generally what you do is when you create your template you will save that as a dot dot x god so you do it as a word template Gotcha. And then when you would open it up normal, like if you double click on it, it would open an unsaved document. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you would go through, fill it out, and then you could save it and it would automatically go to a save as.
0: So this is where the power of automation comes in.
1: So this is where you save some time. That's exactly right. Well, and what we're going to show you as we get through this is that this can really um, do a whole lot more. So this is just a very basic, hey, I want to put information in one time. Well, now you can see you might have a name, that single name in a document 50 times. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go through and fill it in 50 times and take the mistake of missing one of them or misspelling one of the instances or whatnot. And if you do make a misspelling, you go through, you change it once, you update your your form fill and it updates it across the board. I can't tell you, my law firms and and legal professionals
0: I've seen, I've talked to open up a document, edit it and save it, save as and then miss it,
1: you know. And then you end, up, and you miss, or you go and you take an existing document and you change yeah. someone's name, and and embarrassingly leave maybe the prior prior person's name in there, or maybe some special provision that made specific sense for that one customer, but that should not be in. The and then document. you send
0: it to the client. They review it. It's wrong. They they've taken their time, wasted their time. You send it. They send it back. Yeah, now got to edit it again. Send it to the, them again.
1: Oh my gosh. You got it. You got it. It's a huge pain in the. You know what. mm Hmm. So this is just the basic of how would you take gather information and plug it into a document. Let's look at it a little bit more complicated. This is me and I, I'm showing actual. These are my actual templates. OK, um, there's nothing really all that trade secrety about what I'm showing you here today. You could get all this from the forum tools website and their videos if you wanted to. But I like to show you how I'm using it. So let's just take my standard old fee agreement. This looks pretty standard. Every law firm is going to have something like this. It is generated off of this very simple template. We're going to get the client name. We're going to get the matter description. We're going to type, ask, is it hourly or flat rate? And you'll notice that in the form tool, we can build in dropdowns. So you don't have to decide it, your pre-existing list is available to you and it shows you all the options that are available. So in addition to the multiple choice, you can have true, false. So if you look at this include fee split language, say yes, no. Oh, Sorry, I went the wrong direction. And we go back here to the template. If you look right here, Jim, you see it right there. there. That yes, no question, on include fee split language, try saying it five times fast, if I select yes, it will include that if the stuff in between the if. If I say no, it leaves it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's an entire section, actually. It's making decisions. That's exactly right. So it's more than just filling in fields, it's including or excluding entire chunks of your agreement. Right. So now let's talk here for a moment about um, how we could take that a step further. Because so far we've talked about fields, we've talked about chunks. What about if we want to um, have sort of a list of what I've heard anything, clause libraries, um, here we call them passages in the forum tool. It's the idea that you could have a list of potential provisions that you'd want to include in the document. Mm -hmm. You want to go through each time and say, I want this, this, and this provision, but I don't want any of these others. And you want to be able to pick from a predetermined list of provisions that are available, but totally optional. So are you saying like your A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H? Yep, and so let me just give, give some context to that. Let's say I'm working with a client, okay? And this is a great example. We've got a network security policy, one of the normal documents that I do for people. And we look at network device security. Well, there's a lot of different things that I could put in a network device security subsection of a network security policy. There's so many controls that we could put in place on a network device. When I say network device, I'm talking like a router, firewall, switch, things like that, okay? Wireless access point. But the question is, do we just, and anyone that's ever seen me talk about policy drafting and whatnot will say, should we just always include all the provisions of things that are available to put in? God, no, that's a terrible idea. All right you will oftentimes get into more trouble putting together a policy that says you're doing a whole bunch of stuff that you're in no position to do than if you didn't have the policy in the first place. Mm-hmm. So the better approach is to say, "Hey, let's just for now put in the policies that we know we can actually implement and then we'll add additional policies as we add the ability to to actually enforce that control." Does that make sense? Absolutely, Dave. Okay. So the way I handle this is I'm a big user of these passages. So let's go back to our network device security. All right. I have in my network security policy template, a field called network device security provisions, which optional provisions regarding network device security should be included. Now I'm not going to take you through all the mechanics of how to build this and all that. It's way beyond the scope of an intro. But when I do that, I'm presented a list of different Provisions that I can include. So here are the seven that I typically have available. Let's say I only want to choose these three. I simply check those three. No network devices without approval. Network devices must use multi-factor authentication and network devices must by default drop traffic to malicious sites. I'm going to select those. I'm going to say, okay. It plugs it in. And into my document. Mm. And if I had chosen four items, I would have four items there. And they would all be, uh, you know, labeled appropriately. I mean, I, so I've got A, B, and C right here.
0: Once again, a big time
1: saver. Big yeah, time saver and a big standardization. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, remember the the, the the example I gave earlier, you go and you copy paste a, provi- uh, a document that was pr- previously used. Maybe it includes a provision that you won't, don't want anywhere near the current document that you're putting right. in. How do you know what was in there as an optional thing versus, you know, some of the boilerplate stuff? Right. You need a way to control that provision library. Yep. <clears throat> no my, less mistakes. A lot less. A exactly. Lot. You don't have to worry about people wording it the same way mm-hmm. there. It automatically gets included the way that you want the provisions worded. Mm-hmm. OK. Now, what about multiple documents? Form tool has an ability to deal with all that. It's called uh, folios. All right. So no, multi- let, me, let me understand something, multiple
0: documents. So are you saying one table, one set of information
1: for multiple documents? Correct. Okay. So let me give you a great example. So let's start by looking at. And so I've got a whole slew of policies that I've automated through the form tool. Let's start with our change. You know, what, one of the core ones that I always have in place that I always recommend to people is having a change management policy. So here's my change management policy. And the fields that we have to capture for this policy are, and I want you to pay attention to these, company name, responsible department, and change approvers. All right. I also have a cybersecurity training policy. That one has company name and cybersecurity training optional provisions, similar to that provision list that I had before. Now, if I had done each one of these documents individually, I would have put in the name of the company in each one. I'd have filled out the the fields for the first form, filled it in, petrified it, et cetera, then come over to this form and filled out the information again and generated the document and made a made a mistake because you didn't pick the right thing that was consistent with the other thing in the other document. You got it. Maybe I put a comma before the inc on one document and not on the other Hmm. stupid stuff it's like missing a comma in you know a stock offering or something like that you know um but what if we could combine both of these documents into one well it's easy to do in the form tool it has and i'm sorry i said folios my apologies folios are what i was just showing you before with the provision libraries Yeah. Form sets are where you take multiple documents and put them together. Okay, so under sources, you could pull up a set of forms, a form set. So here is the list of documents just and this is just my data privacy consulting uh, form set. All right. So these are all policies that are already built and automated. I want to do change management and cybersecurity in one or a cybersecurity training policy in one. I can go in choose those two documents and say go. Now look what I'm presented with. You'll notice company name is in there one time, not duplicated, but it is combined and put in the responsible uh, change. I'm sorry, the change approver. And the training optional provisions, both in one interview. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. What if we wanted to do a ton of documents? Mm -hmm. Not a problem. You could go in and you could check every dot. Say I'm, I've am i got a new client and I'm putting together an entire draft written information security plan for them. I go in, I check the entire shebang. I say go. Boom. I now have a very detailed questionnaire that I'm not going to get into all this today. I could even send to the client, have them fill out and send back to me. Or that could be automated through a website like I told you with the Aurora products. You know, just use your imagination here. Yeah. Once I've filled out all the stuff in all these fields.
0: I think I'm just tripping out on your, your animations and transitions. I'm there. able
1: to go through and in one fell swoop, I'm able to generate all these documents with a single click.
0: Wow.
1: Right. That's. And all every, every, well, it's not only is it fast, mm-hmm. but you know, because you put in the information one time, that you have the exact same spelling, the exact same comma or non comma across every one of your documents.
0: The the risk of mistake has been lowered significantly. Consistency has has been increased. You look better to your customer. Yeah, you look, look, you look better to the lawyer that what you
1: work for. Maybe right, so on and so forth. Yep. And so this is the power of document automation. This is how I predominantly use it is for my data privacy uh, consulting work that, I mean, you know, I, I, I do this as a lawyer. I actually do this also through the technology, through SpliceNet. I do the consulting if we're just talking about policy and provision development. Um, and so I'm using this pretty regularly with our customers, and it works really well. It's very flexible. You could automate pretty much any form that you want. And it's, like I said, it's, it's very reasonably priced as far as,
0: um, let's talk about the that. For, kind of give us an, an idea of pricing for,
1: you know what, let's just, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I mean, why not? Right. Let's go, let's go ahead and just look at kind of what this costs. Okay? Sure. Sure. So there is a free version. Sure. 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 Okay.
0: Pop up your screen. Yep. I so, okay, put you on the spot. I know you weren't prepared for. Yep. No, that's okay. That's okay. I want to pull. I, want to pull. I mean, you're, you know, somebody watched all the way through the video. Down, you know, yep. they're
1: hey, I want to know. Yep. Let me share my screen again. Sure. Uh oh. That's okay. All right. Can you see it? Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So this is the full. Like I said, they've got a full spectrum of products, right? They range all the way from free up to uh, the most advanced Aurora. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they're bundles, essentially, they come as bundles sometimes. Correct. Gotcha. So here you go. The Aurora products, we're going to skip Aurora for just a minute. We're going to start. The Form Tool Free has a a small subset to let you test the waters. The Form Tool Pro, $89 for a lifetime license. You get all updates. It's a Mm one-time purchase. These guys are crazy. Um, there's a the number one, they're the largest, uh, as far as raw numbers go, they're the largest document automation, uh, vendor out there is my understanding, right? Um, Docsara, which gives you the, all the stuff I showed you, but adds in the form sets. So you can do multiple documents as well as the folios. So you can do the passage management. It's still only $149 per user per year. And you're not going to get
0: this for everybody in the firm. You're going to get it for the people that are actually generating documents. Correct. Now, yeah. These are single user licenses.
1: That's correct. Yeah. Now, I am currently using Docs or a DB because I am connecting to and pulling my information from, as I said, an Azure-based SQL database. Sure. And that could so, be a Microsoft Access database. That could be a spreadsheet it could be Excel, it could be MySQL, it could be Microsoft SQL, it could be Access, it could be any Our data source. It can actually pull in stuff, and I have not done this yet, but I know it's in the it's in the documentation. You can actually pull stuff from public records and public websites and stuff like that. I know some personal injury engineers that really like to hear that. Including photos. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot there. Then they've got their DB user. So DB, Docs or DB is for the developer. DB user would be for people that are going to use the Docs or DB stuff. Mm -hmm. But It's a cheaper price. So you can have multiple users and you don't have to pay $279 per person. Mm -hmm. They have their own form sets that Uh they sell as well. One-time purchase. I actually did purchase the business law, company formation operations. And I use these documents for creating, you know, LLCs and, and corporation formation stuff. And it's all built. So I just had to go into their pre-built stuff, put a couple of Ohio specific things in there. Boom. Good to go. Didn't have to build the template from scratch. Nice. All right. Well, that gives, um, a, good, that gives a good good feeling for, for what Yep. And then the Aurora products, if you want the whole thing to allow customers to self- It's only
0: $795 a year. I mean, if you think about the amount of time you could save, I mean, think about it. One attorney's time is no less than $250 an hour. It's usually a lot greater than that. And a paralegal or legal secretary that's actually generating documents, you've got to figure that they're probably $65 an hour, Mm -hmm. right, uh, of their time. So if they could spend that time doing something else more productive um, and serve the customer, 800 bucks is a drop in the bucket. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely, in my opinion, it's having something is a no brainer. Okay, um, whether or not it's the form tool DocSara, or whether yeah. it's one of the other products, I mean, I, I, I've worked with so many different products and I've advised certain products for different people. For different reasons all throughout the years so but just in my opinion and what i've been using for years and i don't see any reason to switch away i've been using the form tool docs are offered you and know we've consulted our, our yeah. know all from left behind dave isn't to necessarily push a particular product
0: we're so trying to be agnostic we're saying there's a lot of options out there here's one we know that and you
1: should look at. every large every large document assembly document automation product out there is okay. going to have some Set of similar features to what I just showed you.
0: Yeah, it's just yeah. the one that I'm using. You know what? And and thanks for showing it to us. I think that I think that's a good example. Look, we can do this. Do the show in thirty minutes, right? You know, mm-hmm. you can only do so much in thirty minutes. What I would recommend is um is go join the no law from left behind group on linkedin okay this is a shameless plug once again right um go join the no law from left behind group on linkedin we love questions in the forum and so pop pop in there ask a question hey you know what what else is out there you know dave and i and vinny are always monitoring that and always asking answering questions right uh so i think that's one way to get more information on more tools dave as well as the 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 forum tool and then in addition to that if you didn't catch this um and, and you didn't join the group? No problem. Go go hit our QR code. Heck, for that matter, if you don't go to the QR code, I love it when you do that. That's so funny to me, you know. And so, uh, if if you can't scan the QR code, just go search us on uh, on YouTube for No Law Firm Left Behind. Um, and you'll find that you'll find uh links to our um uh, our podcasts in just about every platform. Dave, by the way, we are on, on Pandora, and that was the hardest one to get on, by the way. Yeah, yeah. and so oh, it was really hard. So Pandora Spotify, uh iHeart iHeartRadio and uh Google Podcasts, if that's they changed it recently, but we're still on their platform. Uh Stitcher and and all the all the more popular platforms. So Dave, thanks a lot. I think you did a great job. Thanks. As always, right? It's always, so always, always fun to share this stuff. What's that? It's always fun to share this stuff. Next week is going to be a shared one between me and you and Vinny, I think. Um, and, the, and the thing is that Microsoft Teams is the topic for next week. Okay. Um, and we like to focus on how it can benefit law firms uh, specifically. So, um, if you know if you want to know how to use Microsoft Teams to get more out of it, there's a lot of new functionality that they have come up with recently and added to the platform of Microsoft Teams. So we're going to kind of poke away at some of that. We'll touch on some of the older stuff and how it's been improved and made better, but we're really going to focus on the newer fe- newer features and functionalities. There are a lot of videos on our YouTube channel for for the, our Teams episodes from the past, so go check them out beforehand because it'll definitely help uh, help get you ahead. So. Dave, thanks a lot. I great job. Great job. Yeah, everyone, thanks for joining. And we will see you next Tuesday on No Law from Left Behind ten thirty Eastern once again on all these platforms. Thanks and take care. All see right. you today.